Today on the Landing Space Podcast, we are talking about how not to be an asshole and how we think you as a business owner need to avoid being an asshole so that you can help grow your business, come across as a nice person throughout the community, and be helpful with all the other business owners. Welcome to the Landing Space Podcast, talking all things entrepreneurship and strategies for building businesses. Here are your hosts, Mark and Justin. So today we're talking about not how not to be an asshole. I honestly, in my lifetime, have been around a bunch of assholes. My wife would 100% tell me not to use that word, but when you're truly an asshole, it's kind of difficult not to use that word, right? So when I say the word asshole, I was in the military for a little bit of time, six years in the military. And I don't know if they just grow on trees in the military or how in the world you get these people that are like overly just a-holes. Like they don't really know how to function outside of the military and they just come across as dicks. Like everything they do is dicks. And one of my pet peeves is when you tell me to do something, perfectly fine. I will go do it. Not a big deal. But if you tell me to do something and you're not willing to do it, then don't tell me to do it. And the problem is that's pretty much the military as a whole. Like they would tell you to do something and then they didn't want to do it. And the only reason they're telling you to do it is so that they didn't have to do it, even though it was their yeah, job. Yeah. And so that's one of those things that just irks me. And then they would just be pissed off about it. And everybody walks around with this face that just looks like they've been slammed into a car. Everybody's angry. Everybody's pissed. There's lots of yelling. It's just a constant thing. Now, Military, you kind of expect that, right? It's right. kind of one of those things that you expect. You're going to get in trouble. People are probably hotheads, all that sort of stuff. The problem is when you're dealing with a business that's that way. And I honestly believe that businesses don't need to be that way because, yes, there is a time when you're going to have to stand up for your business. Every single time, there's going to be a situation like that. But that needs to be the last, the very last thing that you do. Yeah. It doesn't need to be the first thing that you do because you need to come across with you know, kindness, caring, all that sort of stuff up until the point where you're like, okay, this person's trying to take advantage of me. And then at that point, you obviously have to flip that switch and become that a-hole that you don't want to be. Right. But the people that are a-holes up until then, you know, they're, they're not going to have a successful business. They're going to constantly be hitting struggles. They're going to be constantly dealing with problems all the time just because of their natural attitude. Right. And it's hard for me sometimes with my industry. I come across with a lot of customers that are that are military and some not military. They just have the mentality of of thinking a date we should do whatever they want, right? So and and I'm not and that that's one of my pet peeves. I I don't like being demanded to do something right. cuz I'll ask people to do something and you know just out of respect, but I also re, you know require the same respect back. Ask me don't demand me to do something that you have You'll, that'll come across in different um, ways. It could be coming from your customers, your clients, and but it can also come internally as a boss. You know, you could also be that way towards your employees or towards your customers. So, but it's very difficult to kind of um, grow as a business, and you don't want that reputation of being an a-hole. No. But, yeah, you know, because being an a-hole, people are going to, you know, it's word of mouth. People, are, if you are an a-hole to one person, you could advertise all you want. If you got that one person 
that's going to write that one negative review on you because you're an a-hole. Right. A lot of people are going to read that. There, yeah. uh, that's the thing with uh, society nowadays. If you, The more nice things you do, a lot of people are not really going to talk about how good you are sometimes. They're more, if they are angry at you, their emotions are going to take over because if you are an a-hole to them, then they're going to be an a-hole to you and they're going to put a review on you, on your business. And a lot of people will look at that. That you don't want to taint your reputation that way, but it is difficult. It is difficult. You gotta, as a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever venture you're in, you gotta kind of bite your tongue. You gotta, cause you 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 gotta have that control. You got, cause you're gonna be exposed. You think about how many people you're gonna be exposed to. People are gonna have the same. I mean, uh, not the same, the different um, attitudes when they come to you. They they might have bad days, and you might take it, you know, differently than what they're really interpreting. Or what they're meaning for you to um, to take it as, but it's it's really important as a boss to run your company and not be an a hole. Sometimes that I'm going to talk about this right now. It's a big staff staff right, shortage. Right. This is right. something you're struggling with right now, right? I'm very yeah. struggling yeah. with this right now. It's it's really difficult. So I I'm overworked sometimes with. With, because I I'm I don't mind getting down and dirty and working. Right. Just like what you said. Sometimes you know there's people that are a holes that want you to do something that they're they're not willing to do it themselves. I'm yeah. not that person. I'm just a little overworked. I'm willing to do what my employees do because I'm certified to do it and I don't mind doing it. But the way society is right now, there's so many companies shutting down, and frankly, it kind of worries me because there's a lot of people in uh, companies in my industry shutting down just because of staff shortage. Yeah. So. And the advantage I have over them is that I'm willing to work and be in, you know, be in my employee's place. But I've got to keep that composure and not being cranky and angry with these people that, you know, my customers, my employees, just because I'm overworked. Um, and it just it just comes with the territory. You just got to know that if you have a business, it comes with the territory and you got you got to try to bite the bite the bullet and just and now don't let people run over you. You got to know what what line to cross um you know what line people will cross before you become that a-hole yeah yeah but there, i don't think there's anything wrong becoming an a-hole just in the right circumstance i've had that circumstance pop up so we have i've ran into a couple times within my real estate yeah. business where i've had contracts signed with people we list their house the house goes under contract and then as it gets closer to closing you know they aren't able to find the house that they were buying falls through and all of a sudden, those people don't want to sell the home. Yeah. And when that happens, you know, we try to work through that problem. But the problem is that a couple times they've just been like, no, screw it. We're not going to sell the house. And then at that point, we're having to become that a-hole. Right. And I'm having to threaten to sue them, go over the contract with them, explain the situation as best I can, but still have that, you know, that like, this is what we're going to do. Like... When you guys don't choose not to sell your house, you're going to get sued by the buyers for your property and they're going to sue you and you're going to have to either agree to sell it or you're going to have to pay them for something to go away. Right. I go, then my real estate firm is going to get sued by the buyer's agent's firm for the commission that they were implied. Then we're going to have to sue you in order to pay that thing. And so you're going to be out thousands and thousands of dollars in this situation. And a lot of times... Every single time, once it comes down to that step, those people do agree to sell and they sell. But then how they leave the house and what it looks like when the people moved in, it's just a headache. 
Right. Because they usually don't do what a normal seller would do, where they clean up and make it look nice for the oncoming buyer and want them to have it. They leave it trash. So then we're having to go through and get a cleaning company in, and that's something we do anyways. But it's just, it's more expensive. There's more time going in there and making sure it's done, having to patch stuff, handyman coming to patch stuff because the people are just dicks about it. And the crazy thing is you, and you're getting a ridiculous amount of money for your home anyways right, right now. Yeah. And you're still going to act that way. But the problem is that, you know, they're getting that money, but they just aren't finding a place to go buy it. And so that's that's the biggest issue with it. And we run into that situation. But the problem is there has to be that switch. And so you have to understand that being cordial and nice is key in pretty much everything you do. But then you have to understand that you're not a hothead, that you're not just going to blow yeah. up on everybody, that it's a controlled burn, right? right? It's not just jumping every single time that something bad happens, just screaming at everybody. I just had a... Um, uh, one of my agents, which she has a full-time job, we were talking yesterday, that she has one of her managers that's yelling at everybody over nothing and making people cry on meetings and everything else. And that, you know, he just acts like a total a-hole and everybody wants to quit because of the way that he's acting to people. Yeah. And it's not worth it because employees are your biggest capital in any business you have. Right, good employees will make or break a business, and how you treat those employees will help make your business. And as long as you treat them, you know, wonderfully, you're a great boss. You care for them, you take care of them, you ask them about situations going on. That's going to help grow your business to a point where you know you're you're going to be successful in in what you're doing. Yeah, that can, that reminds me of um, what my one of my mentors told me is that becoming you can either be a boss, you can be a leader in your company. There's a two. There's two different ways that you see. If you're a boss, sometimes, and I've worked with people like this. I've worked where a hole bosses. Yeah. You know, usually they 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 boss you around. That's why they're called the boss, right? But you can, if you're a business owner, if you labor yourself a leader for your company, you'll be less likely to boss people around and ra rather than leave. You don't tell them to to do certain things that you're not willing to do yourself. Right. You show. You, you lead. You show them that you're willing to do it. So I feel like that's always been in my head as far as be a leader rather than being a boss. A boss will boss you around, then they're not willing to do whatever they want you to do. Right. A leader will lead you to do it. They'll show you how to do it, and then want you to do it as well. There's two different ways of, of running a company. As a kid, I remember this specifically through one of my dad's friends. My dad had a friend that owned a trucking company up in Illinois. Yeah. And um, he was by far one of the better leaders I've ever seen. He would um, constantly on a daily basis ask people how their day was going, ask them what was up with their kids, find out their family stuff, and have those follow-up deep conversations that you need to have. Yeah. And he did that on a regular basis where he knew that one of his employees had a this little – his kid had a Little League softball game or a Little League baseball game. And that he needed to be off by two in order to get the kid from school and make sure everything was ready and be at the game. And so without even asking, he would walk up to him on a Monday and say, hey, I know your kid has a game going on tonight at um, four o'clock. And I know we don't get off till five normally. Hey, we don't need you. Be more than happy if you would take off and uh, go to that game around two. I've already told your manager everything's good to go. So you're fine. And that that employee would leave and go there. Well, that got him so much grace and so much understanding. And those employees worked extremely hard for him. To the point that he grew his business and was able to sell it and made a killing when he sold his trucking company to a Chinese firm trucking company. Well, in the agreement, he had a non-compete. As long as that trucking company existed, he could not start another trucking company within that area for 10 years. Yeah. 
Well, that Chinese company came in and didn't have that same mentality. They acted more like a boss. They were more, this is what you have to do, this is where you have to be, and they didn't understand that personal connection that he had with his employees. Well, they all left. And when they all left, they couldn't, their, their business name, everything was revolved around the owner who was, had a great business name, was very caring, cared about everybody, and everybody liked him. Well, when the new owner came in, they ruined that in yeah. everything that he built. And so that caused employees not to want to work for him, which ultimately led to two years in them closing that business and it completely shutting down. Well, guess who comes back in, starts up the same business and builds it back up to exactly what he had previously and sells it again to another company six years later yeah. and, and made double pay off of his relationships and what he did to his employees. And majority of the guys that quit and left that company, all came back as soon as they found out he was starting another trucking company. He ended up taking the money that he made, retiring, and then starting a um, ministry trucking business that went around and um, had trucks that they pulled into truck stops and, and led churches on Sunday morning. And he did, cool. that, he did that for years. And so that was one of those things that he was able to do by selling that. But he made millions of dollars off of building relationships with those employees, showing them love and caring. And then being able to sell that business and then go right back into it. He ended up passing away recently and he had like 700 people at his funeral. Wow. 90 years old, seven, yeah. 700 people. That's just a prime example of um, how not to be an a-hole. Yeah. You know, how not to be an a-hole. Separating yourself from being the boss and being a leader. I think you have more respect from your employees. If you, if you look at your employees as employees rather than your team, then you, you are separating them. Right, right. A team is all together. So that's that's, and I've got a great group of people working for me right now, and and we all coordinate with each other. And sometimes that I am so hard to to get a hold of just because I've been traveling lately. And but you know they understand, and they 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 work as hard as um they work harder than I expect them to. So and 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 I feel guilty sometimes when I get frustrated for for um just certain things that come up when I shouldn't be. I should be more grateful that I do have this team that, that helps me um that helps me run every day to day um you know jobs and, and duties that, that we require for our company. But just that's what you told me is just a prime example of not how not to be in a hole and the repercussions to if you label yourself as a boss where you're a bossy and you don't treat your employees. See building the relationship with employees, getting to know them and their family will give them will build your respect in their eyes. Right. And, and and they're more willing to just look at that job rather than just a job than a career. Yeah. That's yeah. another difference too. You have a boss and you have a leader. Your boss will boss you around. You have a job. Job to me the word job is temporary. Yeah. If you, you tell people I have a job, this is where I go to work, that's temporary. You show no I feel like that that word shows no dedication to your what you do. But if you tell somebody, I have a career, this is what I do for my career, you're proud of it. You're dedicated to it. Sometimes how you label these things as far as being having a job or having a career kind of tells people how you feel about what you do. Right. You know, and, and same thing with a boss. I, I mean, I try to label myself as a leader, but I know I could be an a-hole sometimes. And people call me, I tell them, hey, if I'm if I'm going out of line, let me know. Yeah. They and I have that respect from them too, that they actually tell me and, and I honor it. And you know, I, I kind of step back. Like, You're right. Yeah. It's it's just I'm just kind of stressed out traveling and doing all this other stuff and trying to figure out how we're going to work everything. Cause 
man, we are, our business is booming. And keeping up with the boom with the staff short has been super stressful. Right. And, but, you know, nobody's really complained about it. And I should, instead of being frustrated at what could be, I should be, I, I need to try to step back and say what I have and we're dealing with it. Yeah. A lot of companies have shut down because they can't keep up with it. So. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's it for our, our um, episode. Join us in our next episode and follow us in all the streaming channels on the Landing Space Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Landing Space Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Landing Space Podcast. Until next time.